stop. Daily thoughts. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. back um the boston g party just occurred john carlo all the way back yeah tm uh lindsey adler on that one off of twitter uh yeah yanks rolled into boston took three full games we took a little hiatus of our own because uh things were kind of in flux uh yeah a lot of moving going on a lot of moving pieces too um but we're back like we never left before yeah like we never even were on hiatus to begin with. Uh, no, yeah, we had a couple of things going on between the two of us. Uh, decided to take a break, and the Yankees were like fluctuating between, as per usual, just bad or good. Uh, and we really were not sure when was the right time to record again. The last time we left you guys, I'm pretty sure we recorded when they were about to go on the 13 game win streak or in the middle of it. So that was kind of fun. So, right, was it in the middle of the win streak or like right before it kicked off? Because it, it was, asked somewhere, for a couple. It was you, somewhere in that time frame, but since then the Yankees went on a losing streak, not as good. Now we're back up six games in a row, I think. Yeah, so we're doing the whole hot and cold thing again. Uh, yeah, but we're hot at the right time, and that's what's important. Okay, yes and no, because like if we go cold after this, it'll be like in October, so that would be bad. Yeah, well, if you go cold for one game during the wild card, then that's not really going cold. That's just losing. Yeah, true. It would be cold. Like if we make the BS and then just don't win any games, like we just get bounced yeah. early. That'd be bad. Yeah. Um, but which, we're looking tight. We're looking good. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, they rolled into Boston this weekend, literally needing a sweep. Like yeah. two out of three would not cut it. I don't think at all. Like no one would have been satisfied with that. Yeah. Especially after I, winning the first two games. So. John Carlo, not satisfied being down one run in the late innings at all this weekend because he decided to just put the game on his entire bat. Yeah. John Carlson unlocked just something this year. Not really, but like, he's always been this good. Um, him and John, like if you told us before the season, like Cole would have a Cy Young esque season and we'd get a full, we get full seasons from judge and Sand. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He'd be like, Oh, well, so we're just cakewalking to uh, the candy new heroes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean Stanton's nearing 40 dingers, Judge's low 30s, and both are also hitting for decent average. So yeah. there's nothing more you could ask of these guys. Plus, Stanton has actually played the field this season, and Judge yeah. is fairly healthy. So, yeah, so you would think we'd be better. Let's take a look at the two seasons between Judge and – or take, take, look at the two seasons – the two full seasons, sorry, that Stanton has had with the Yankees so far. I'm putting it up on the screen for me and Dan, but, like, that 2018 line, like 38 home runs, 100 RBIs. He had to fill in a lot for Judge in right field because Judge missed like a month or two, I think, with that hand yeah. that hit by pitch, right? Yeah. 266 average, 343 on base percentage. He slugged 509 and the OPS plus was 130. And then the 2021 season, sorry, so far, that was 158 games back in 2018. And through 133 games so far, he missed some time, he missed a little bit of time with a calf injury. He has done he's hit 34 home runs, 93 RBIs. Uh, 277 average, 359 OBP, slugging 520, and his OPS plus is 139. So, like, in significantly less games than he had in 2018, he's hitting Marcy better. Like, he's had two full seasons with the Yankees, and he's done nothing but rake. Yeah. It's an absolute monster. 
yeah, it's pretty impressive what he's doing so far. Uh, Taking a look at judges' numbers, like he's played 142 games a season, which is very good considering the man this time due to COVID and had a bit of an injury scare at the beginning of uh, April. Um, he's probably going to finish MVP voting, I think, bat, like lower end of the ballot, but 36 homers, 92 RBIs, 284 average, 370 OVP, selecting 533, 145 OPS plus. Like it's like, almost near identical with it's like a hybrid between his 2017 season. And then like the 2018 and 2019 is where he's very productive in limited time. He's just the best player we have. I think the captain, if you will, easy with that. Uh, <laughs> I just no, want to point I, out that we're looking at baseball reference and under John Carlos Stanton's nicknames, it says Parma, John Carlo. I don't very know important if, to me. It also yeah, says Bigfoot. I, Who's Cruz? <laughs> Well, Cruz is one of his middle names. I remember that because he had it for the Players Weekend uh, jerseys one of those years. Like when he was with the Marlins, not with us. He's used G, obviously, when he was with the Yankees. Let's take a look. Who's called, ever called John Carlos Stanton? Parma John Carlo. If I could get a jersey with that on the back of it, I'd be very happy. Let's see. What the heck? This is when he Just changed like, his name? Yeah. His mom calls him Cruz. Teammates call him Bigfoot. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm a man of a million names. <laughs> I'll put a link to the article, maybe, because this is kind of funny. This is when he yeah. changed his uh, this is when he well, not changed his name, but this is when he decided to go by John Carlo full time. There was like an article with the AP, it's on ESPN though, but it was just like, like his, his middle name, one of his middle names is Cruz. He had a player's weekend jersey with the name Cruz. Um, and obviously, he goes by G when he's with the Yankees. Um, but um, yeah, Bigfoot apparently is his name. Palm, Parmesan Carl. Yes, yeah, so you take a look. Yeah, that's a jersey. That those are colors. Yeah, Players Weekend jerseys is just a tie. Who's ever called him Parmesan? Wait, Carl? scroll down a little. Oh no, what? What's that bobblehead? <laughs> it's only forty bucks. It says Cruz very prominently. It really does. Parmesan. <laughs> oh boy man we are we are in a gabagool break right now uh, give us a sec oh god okay that's you're just, looking at a lot of meats yeah this is a lot of it, never mind we won't explain it um add to cart add to cart <laughs> add to cart we're looking at a john carlo cruz like new york yankees players weekend bobblehead like i can't it, I, I, there's no other way to describe it it's just like oh, there's one for judge too when did they do this yeah but his says all rise What's up, all rise? Oh, God. All right. That was a good break. Anyways. Um, yeah. Judge and Stanton getting hot at the right time. People forget, like, when they're both clicking, they're probably the best duo in baseball. Obviously, they run through hot and cold streaks like no one else, but they're really good hitters, guys. I yeah. think we lose sight of that a lot. I think both have earned their pinstripes at this point. And... <laughs> I would say that all of the talk about trading Stanton is probably falling to the wayside now. Probably. Yeah, I would, I would have to imagine. So, um, you know, Cole, do you think Cole still has a shot at the Cy Young? It's probably his uh, one start, right? But it's kind of fallen to the wayside after what his last start or two starts ago was pretty. Eh. That was the one against the, uh, the Cleveland baseball team that was pretty bad. Ah, uh, yeah. You'll have to forgive me. My memory is shoddy, but yeah, yeah. Um, that one, that I one think was 
that considering the crunch time of what he needed to do to cement the Cy Young, I think might be out of sight. That's fair. Um, but I mean, having a top three Cy Young season is nothing to shake your head at. All right. So war for pitchers is kind of like, if yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. Robbie Ray currently, in terms of, well, we'll look at base reference. We can look at fan graphs because I do prefer their analysis just a little bit better. Um, this is great audio. You guys can definitely see what we're seeing. Yeah, bring it up. Seeing. Excuse me. Um, give me one sec. We're just taking a look at what the statistics look like for both for just pitchers right now. Um, all right, that's even weirder. What? How did Evaldi? Oh yeah, I remember before the Evaldi game this series against the Red Sox, they tweeted out some stats comparing him to Cole, and then Evaldi got shelled. This is dumb. I, again, pitcher war is very finicky. Don't treat it as like sacrosanct or like really good metric. Robbie Ray is in the lead for baseball references pitching war at with seven, and Cole's behind him at five point eight. All right, I'm convinced Robbie Ray is going to get it because he has a lower ERA, and that seems like something the writers would just look at immediately and say, "Okay, that's my number one guy." Yeah, probably. Although I think Cole has the better numbers overall. I feel like I just for me again bias take obviously, but I just do feel like. Cole's numbers are all around better. Like they just look cleaner to me. Yeah. Advanced and like traditional stuff just look like just consistent across the board. Look at Ray's ERA versus FIP. Like just don't match up. Yeah. Like he's so clearly a lot of, lot of luck involved. Yeah. Just a bit. But, um, anyways, yeah. We've gotten two full healthy seasons out of the big sluggers and then Cole's putting up in a Cy Young award winning season. Um, and yet here we are battling for a wild card spot again. Um, but yeah, they rolled into Boston. They did the thing. What do you think? They got yeah. the points. I loved it. Um, I mean, considering there were nine games left in the season, this is three games ago. Um, and they were all against the Sox. Blue Jays now coming up tomorrow. And then the Rays after that. You wanted to win a majority of those games, and then sweeping the team that's right next to you in the wild card race is going to be to your benefit. Um, obviously, you can't ask for a better result, but I think the way they did it too was really promising. Just a lot of offense, pitching was strong, bullpen was pretty strong. It's um, pretty tight. I mean, we yeah. we had a lot of. Scares there with Chapman, but Chapman gave up one dinger to Dahlbeck, right? I think that was two yeah, days that was, ago. Yeah, that was a Saturday night game. Um, or Saturday afternoon game, I guess. But that's where the insurance runs come in, where you don't give Chapman just one run to work with, which obviously he should be able to get out of regardless because of his name and how much he's getting paid. Correct. Um, but it worked. Yeah, I mean, we're constantly on shaky ground with him. You know, no one hunting fully... 100 fully 100 trust him but i mean he's your best bet he's working things out he's been at least decently better over the past like month i believe i'm going to take a look at his numbers over the past like 28 days or so um but he's he has been better as of late it's just obviously there's just so much that's gone on with him this year that no one fully trusts him um yeah let me take a look hey, he's pitching to a 2.3 era over the past like month or so um, he's only allowed two home runs in the past four weeks. So that's pretty good. 
Um, he struck out 21 batters or yeah, struck out 21. He's faced 47, uh, only through wild pitches. So that's pretty good. Sick. Pretty, pretty good for Chapman Sanders, at least. Um, three runs on five hits in that time span, six walks. He's been like decent. Again, I think with Chapman, you expect like another level for him, but he's pretty good. So I feel better about him. Chad yeah. Green just feels overworked at this point, though. So that's I concerning. don't like Chad Green. Whenever I see him come out, I'm immediately concerned. Yeah, I'm very concerned as to why we were like, we decided to uh, to trade Sessa instead of Chad Green at the time, just because Chad's going to hit for agency after next year, and there's probably no chance we'd pay actual money to keep him. We just no. don't really hold on to relievers like that. Not a single cent. No, I mean, you know, we did it with Dylan and we did it with Robertson before that too. Like, we just don't really hold on to like the homegrown relievers. The, the last guy really to hold on to was, I don't know, what, like Mo, I guess. Yeah. Like, pretty much. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag in the bullpen. It, they, they've looked better. Clay Holmes is the revelation. That guy's been Clay like, Holmes is the truth. Yeah. That sinker like slider combo, wherever they has, is disgustingly good. Um, that was a really good pickup by Cashin, which people clowned at the time because they just saw like a seven something ERA and were just like, that's not good. Um, he's been great. We're supposed to get Louis to get back soon. Did you have an update on that? Or uh, no, just the tweets that I saw yesterday saying he should be working his way back this week. Gotcha. All right. So breaking news, no updates. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so we should be getting Louis to get back soon, which is pretty huge. Um Trying to think what else. Um, feel pretty confident about most of these guys right now. Um, even Glaber's been hitting well too. So, yeah, I think his split since the All Star break has been good. So it's not just the move to second base, and this is what he's been needing—just something different—and I like it. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, the power's not back, obviously. I think if he just gets more consistent. Like with just a swing and everything, it'll come eventually. I generally don't think he's the 40 home run guy that we saw in 2019, but I feel like he could at least get to 20 in a season if he gets all right mentally. You know, mechanics yeah. are down and he's just not in his own head about his defense and whatnot. So, oh, uh, well, we did see the new defensive alignment, obviously, like that came into play after we, like, in between all this. Like, what do you think? Like, are you. There are people who are in this boat that think that's actually sustainable to have Gio at short full-time. I mean, DJ looked good at third base yesterday. He was making some good defensive plays against the Sox. Um, he had a one miscue, though. Yeah. Well, that was a weird inning. They had two dropped fly ball pop-ups, whatever you want to call them, Yeah, um, which gave up the lead. But thank God for Stanton again. Um, I'm fine with it the way it is right now, just because it seems to be working. and. Okay. Don't want to tinker with something if it's not going bad. Uh, I'm personally a fan with Rizzo at first, and then hopefully you can get Voight DHing someplace. But if I was the one in charge of making the decisions, I wouldn't change anything right now. Gotcha. And like a winter thing, like would you like like do you think that's all long term sustainable thing to have like DJ at third and Glaber at second and Gio at short as a full-time shortstop? Because there's some no, people out. Because there. I don't think Glaber wants to play second. I think Glaber wants to be a shortstop. 
I just don't think he's generally a shortstop. That's just my opinion, too. No, that's the problem. And that's why he's in all these trade rumors that we're seeing now. Yeah. Well, not rumors, but ideas. Yeah, they're not even rumors. Like, people are always going to label this stuff as rumors. They're more just, like, ideas. Like, Jim Bowder had, like, his, like, offseason mailbag already. And he was just like, the Yankees should package, like, Luke Voigt and Glaber Torres for Matt Olson. And I was like, some people are running that, like, as a real rumor. And it's like, that's just what he thinks they should do. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Or it could happen, but it's not like on the table as of right now, as far as we know. Yeah. Um, so I think if Glaber wants to remain a Yankee, his best bet is staying at second base and then them filling out the shortstop position elsewhere, which is the problem that you run into because you're probably going to have to get rid of Geo at some point because you paid DJ for six years. Yeah. So there's like a couple things about this. Like there, there's a lot of moving parts. And like when we ever do like a off season, uh, when we do like an off-season recap or just like hot stove stuff, we'll probably go more in depth with it. But like, there's like two schools of thought. It's either one, you like, like trading void is the easiest option because it just kind of feels like he's run his course. Like, like they haven't really played him as much. Obviously, they prefer the defense that Rizzo gives them, so they obviously they want to get better in the infield defense. Um, and the DH spot, like, it's not clogged up by Stanton anymore. They just prefer to, like, divvy it out yeah. a certain way because Stanton's played right, and they've had Judge DH, which we were calling for back in March. Yeah. Like, a Shout little year. Us. Yeah, we were just like, just platoon the two of them. It's that easy if you want to get, like, real load management, but whatever. Um, it's either trading Voight and then, like, running it back with, like, either Rizzo or signing a shortstop and moving, you know, DJ over to first or something like that. Or like the other thing that people aren't really discussing too much is like trading Geo instead and then just kind of canoodling the like just messing with the infield a little bit. I don't know if it's DJ at third or Glaber at third. I'm in the both of things Glaber would be a better third baseman, but that's a story for another day. Um, I think his arm will just play up there better. His lateral quickness isn't that great, but his arm will definitely play up there. That's just me. Yeah, I think I don't think they're in a bad spot by any means. I think they have not too many cooks in the kitchen, but they have a lot of pieces to mess around with. And there's yeah. only certain configurations that work. Like right now, you know that Glaber at shortstop is not what you want for the future. And the question is going to come down to are you willing to move current veterans for opportunities at that position? Because shortstop is going to be your biggest spot or question going into the offseason. And you want to know if you're going to fill it out with Geo still, or you're going to go find a free agent opportunity somewhere else, yeah. which means that Geo or DJ or Glaber are going to have to have some moving around because there's only two spots for three people. Exactly. The nice thing is that a there's a really good free agent shortstop class coming up, like pretty good if you guys hadn't heard. B, um, all these guys can play multiple positions. I, they obviously play one position better than all the other ones, but like Gio's a pretty good third baseman who can play shortstop a little bit. DJ's a yeah. relatively good second baseman who can play third and first if he needed to. Glaber is probably more of a second baseman at this point, but he can play shortstop if you're really committed to having him there or maybe have more in third base. I don't know. Like it's just, it, there's things that they'll probably try out and they'll have to assess after the offseason. But it's just something that like, obviously came up after they decided to reconfigure the infield to have Geo play short, DJ at third, and Glaber yeah. at second. Right now, you are you have a bunch of guys, and I think there's a couple openings. First base, 
feels like something that will get resolved soon. You either have an in-house, you have two in-house options in DJ or Voight. The possible incumbent, of course, is, you know, Rizzo, who you could opt to bring back. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Voight is gone based on the reaction or the seeming reaction that the front office slash managerial staff had to his, you know, it wasn't even a tirade. It was him saying, I want to play after he's been playing well. You just don't take that in the media, Dan. Yeah, you don't you don't do that in New York. Uh, I just feel like he's gone as a foregone conclusion because he hasn't been playing, even though he's been hitting so so much better, and he's finally healthy. So you have the opportunity to use him, and it's just not happening. Uh, agreed. So, yeah, I think he's gone. Um, I am interested about Rizzo because I do like the lefty bat and his fielding ability at first base. I feel like you have a guy who is a solution at first base, but the question is going to come down to the dollars and if he even wants to remain in New York. And then that's kind of my starting point, I guess, for the offseason looking ahead, because once you get that squared away, then you could figure out the shortstop position. Or they could potentially just say, F you to Voight, ship him off somewhere for, honestly, I don't even know what he's worth at this point because they said he was valueless last season let Rizzo walk and then just put DJ at first work with him at first for the entire off season to get his defense at a lower. I mean, he and Voight play at a similar level for defense. Yeah. So just improve the defense as much as you can there. Do you want to do this now? Or do you want to like, not that we'll, I don't like, I we'll like this conversation, it. of course, we'll save it for the, for like the off season talk, like whenever that does happen. Cause this is like a larger school of thought. Maybe we'll get like, a couple of our friends in the pod too, just to see where their heads at. But there's, there's yeah. a couple of schools of thought here that they're going to have to think about. Um, there's going to be a ton of blog posts about, there were already were blog posts and stuff like that about like, you know, who should be at third, who should be at second, like which short stuff they should go after. But there, there's a ton of stuff that goes into this. Um, yeah. Okay. But my final bet is ahead. DJ yeah. is going to end up playing first. Okay. See, I'm also in that camp. I don't particularly want it. No, I agree I think, with you. I'm in the very weird, like, minority, like, just no one's really talking, like, because you've been hearing this from me. It's just, like, the DJ plays second. DJ plays the DJ. DJ plays second. You'd have Glaber learn third, sign a shortstop, flip Voight, maybe bring back Rizzo. Flip Voight and Geo for either a first baseman or a quality starter, and then just bring back Rizzo, I think, is, like, my go-to right now. Or you trade for a Matt Olson. Or if you really want to get weird with it, uh, like, I that. This is a me thing, not an actual rumor. Um, just try to make a move for Cody Bellinger, maybe as a reclamation project. But that's a story for another day. That's just that. That's my weird like thinking right now. This is also some like you know, MLB the show type of managing in this yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, and again, we're very stupid, so we are. Don't take anything that we say. Your trade proposal sucks. Um, but anyways, yeah. let's talk postseason because we're not fully the offseason just yet. We're we're gearing up for something here um like i'm looking at tickets already but um, yeah so i threw out a high, I threw out a poll today uh with my friends uh maybe we'll throw this out on the twitter as well um but let's say if cole has to pitch game 162 like let's say like the next six games don't really go our way like we take a few from the jays but or we take one or two from the jays but like it's still pretty close heading into that last, you know, like weekend of the season and the race series doesn't go exactly as, or it's not going exactly as planned. And you have to throw Cole for game 162. You win that. 
Colesman burnout, obviously, that Tuesday game becomes very huge. Who are you going to pitch in that wild card game? And I gave people three options. Jordan Montgomery, Corey Kluber, Nestor Cortez. I'm not treating Seve as like an option because some people were like, why don't you use him as an, like one of my friends jokingly, but like, you know, I, this is probably a school of thought that some people have or an idea that people have is just like Seve as an opener or to a lesser extent, he didn't say this, but it's just, you know, like what about Jameson Tyone? Like, I don't think they're going to trust either of them for that game, but it, it's those three guys. Who yeah. are you pitching? And I pick, I pick Montgomery. He just seems like he has his stuff and he's very confident in his stuff right now. Um, I like the lefty aspect of it. I just think he is the number two right now, even though Nestor has been nasty. Absolutely. Uh, I just like Monty a bit more right now. Yeah. The poll for what it's worth for anyone listening was split. Um, like they're just split vote. People made, I, people actually make a lot of good cases for all three of them, you know, individually. Um, Monty, of course, was a uh, dance pick at the beginning of the season for a bit of a yep. breakout. And uh, that one rang true. I picked yep. lasagna. Felt pretty good about that. So good for us. We actually did have some yeah, solid Yeah, we are there. smart sometimes. Sometimes, occasionally. It would be nice if employers would see that. Uh, I digress. Um, but yes, uh, I, I'm with him. I would go Jordan Montgomery uh, in your quote-unquote game 163, essentially. Season on the line, wild card. I would throw Monty in a heartbeat. Um he just seems like he's unlocked this other level at this point. Like he's talked about the influence that CC's had on him, that Andy Pettit's had on him, that Garrett Cole's had on him so far. You know, a lot of them have just given him different advice on like how to pitch for the most part. And he's taken aspects from all three of them, three great pitchers, really. You know, one of the greatest Yankee lefties of all time. Actually, two of the greatest Yankees lefties of all time. If you're, you have to conclude CC in that. Uh, Cole, our freaking ace, you know, he's. Yeah. He talked to Lindsey Adler. There was a good article about that in the athletic uh, last week, I believe. Like he's just, he's figured it out. He's, he's able to touch in mid nineties now, which he hadn't been able to before. Doesn't need the sticky icky no more. He's a no, new man. he just has natural spin on his curve. It's great. Like he's just, it's like, he's evolved from like a back end guy where he was a four or five, like long-term to now like a two or a three. And I generally think like if you throw him like, and he pitched pretty well last year in that Tampa game, honestly, in uh, that nail DS game, people were yeah. a little nervous because he had kind of an up and down season. He got shelled a little bit, obviously, but he just, he knows he used to think that if he had like a, if he just had a crappy bullpen, he would not be able to pitch like an actual good game. And now he's just like, I don't care what happens during that. I just need to, he's like, I just give myself this, however many I want to throw in the bullpen. And then I just go ahead and just shove. Yeah. That's the way to do it. I, yeah. He's, he's doing well. He's, the definition of a crafty lefty who throws like kind of hard actually because he yeah. throws a curveball change and a sinker all plus and then also throws like a decent like low to mid 90s fastball which I, they all feel effective he throws to gary too which is huge so that way you don't have to throw higgy in there um i'm behind him on that one uh do you have a case for any of the other two i know you had mentioned uh obviously nest, nasty na- nester being nasty but i don't necessarily trust kluber right now um especially coming off that long-term injury and you have to think he already gave his best pitching performance of the year when he threw a (laughs) no-hitter i I just feel like he's he's got one of those in the tank and that's it so uh i'm kind of concerned because 
I mean, it seems like recently when you're throwing Kluber out there, you're like, all right, let's see if he's got it back. Let's see if he's, you know, fully back from injury, rehab, whatever you want to do. Yep. And it's a very much touch and go kind of thing for two innings. And then he always gives you the one inning where he has like a one, two, three, you know, nine strike immaculate it's like inning. So er- it's like the first, second or third inning. Like he just said, like, you're like, oh, he settled in finally. Like after like two 20 pitch innings or like a 20 pitch first inning or something like that. And you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But if you're playing the Blue Jays and Kluber misses two soft uh, off speed pitches, they're going to tattoo that ball into the seats. Yeah, it's not going to be good. We did see it too at the beginning of the season. Remember, like when he, he takes a while to get ramped up. I don't think yeah. he's the guy you want right now. Like, let him get a start or two in in this next like six game stretch. I probably gets at least one. At least he, he's getting one, but he probably I think that's it, right? He gets one. You think yeah, he, he's not everybody gets one. Yeah, I don't think he's lined up pitch the Tampa series. So let him get at least the one tune up start in, but I don't think I'd be too confident in him throwing unless he throws an absolute gem against yeah. the Jays or something like that. And you feel confident enough, like, okay, yes, maybe that's the hope that he'll be good yeah, in a one, you know, winner take all or whatever. But it has to be an absolute, like, just gem of performance. Like, there were no hiccups. That one inning that he has that's kind of crappy just, like, doesn't happen at all, essentially. Um, the Nestor aspect is interesting because I do think they're going to go four-man rotation for the play- playoffs, but J-Mo comes back tomorrow, and he's never pitched out of the bullpen in his life, so I think he gets a bullpen – or I think he gets a starting rotation spot as like a four starter and Nestor flexes too. He he's like the guy that comes in afterwards or they piggyback Nestor off of JMO because JMO can't go deep in the game. So hey, we just got to get there. We got to, I mean, we're hoping, right, that the wild card game is going to be coal and everything's going to work out hunky dory and we're going to be at the stadium and yeah, it's just going to go well. Yeah, it's it's just like we're going over hypotheticals because we feel really good about this and we just have to maintain the momentum. Like, let's say we don't need Cole at all, then obviously he's your wall card starter. And then yeah. following the ALDS, it probably goes some combination of, you know, Monty or Kluber followed by Cole and so on and so forth. But if he comes in, it's going to be great, just oh, as we all planned. God. Yeah, the opener thing was, like, interesting. Like, my friend proposed where it was, like, you do Sevy for first couple innings, then you throw Nestor after him or something like that. And I'm just like, I, you know, Boone's thinking about it though. That's he's salivating right part. now. I just the opener thing, like I get it. I do get what he was saying. Like it, it would be kind of cool, like in theory, I think, because it's just like, all right, Sevy comes out, they're not expecting it. Like he shoves for a couple innings and then like they yeah. go right to Nestor, and it's just two different styles of pitching. But I'm I'm so scarred from last year with the opener that I never want to see it again in the postseason. Yeah, but for us particularly. It's going to happen. So buckle up, baby. Yeah. The other uh, hypothetical that my, uh, that a friend threw out was um, so let's say you have chance for home field advantage in the wild card game. Like, you know, like everything's pretty tied for the most part. Like let's say tied between us and like the Jays or something like that. Um, but you have a chance to like go ahead of them. Do you throw Cole to get home field advantage or same for the wild card? I think save them. I don't think I, it's worth it, I especially for it. one game. If it was a series. Yeah. But I think, one game doesn't really yeah, matter. I, I agree. I just Plus, over... it, like if it's Boston, you just saw how comfortable they were in Boston. So I don't think it matters. Yeah, exactly. Like even going to Toronto, like I guess we'll see over these next three games. Like, you know, it, it might shift your opinion just a little bit where it's just like, oh, like if we get rattled in Toronto, then it's like, oh, maybe we really shouldn't have this game at home. Like they if it was Buffalo, to... absolutely. I want home field advantage. I'm not yeah, going for Buffalo. <laughs> no, never. Not I don't care how much wins they offer me. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, we're going to Toronto for the next three games. That's going to be interesting. They got capacity approved for 30,000 people. So that'll be yeah. uh, time. Do you think judge left his boom box in Fenway park? I hope so. I hope it's just in the monster now. <laughs> that was, you know what? that was a bad time. <laughs> You've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Like yeah. the part of the show, part of the crew, like just yeah. the boom box just merged into Fenway, like into the monster. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a rough weekend for all of us. I went to go for for those who I'm not going to give the full details of what happened, but I went to go visit Dan down at UNC that weekend, and yeah, I didn't make it out alive. Yeah, we didn't go out that night. Uh, it was it was like the first night I got there, and he just didn't make it out with me. I made so up was, for it, but at he the did. Time. He did make it up, but that night we did not make it out. No, because um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the unforeseen Yankees. circumstances. Yeah, just the Yankees put us down. Um, yeah, things are clicking pretty well. Um, I will try to do something for the postseason. Yeah. I get the guys back on. Um, maybe we'll do a watch along or something like that. I don't know. You guys want to see our faces? For I once? don't. No, no, not at all. We'll see what happens. I yeah. I kind of want to do something cool for the playoffs. Like, I know like, it's not the biggest following we have, but it would be kind of cool to do something, I think. Yeah. I don't think wild card watch along is the best idea especially because it's one game but alds i'm definitely down for yeah alds maybe we'll do a road game maybe like game one or game two depending on if we have yeah you know like what what we'll do uh i might be there for uh the wild card game if it's in yeah. new york um discussing tickets with some friends right now so we'll keep you updated on that might have some boots on the ground there take another picture at stands for the fans stands with the fans baby yeah this is stands um Anything else we need to cover right now? What do you want to do for uh, Mind the Gap? What are we feeling? Oh, uh, I'm feeling very strongly about how the Rays are already putting up advertisements that they're going to be moving at least part-time to Montreal within the next coming seasons. And they're just kind of trying to get everyone in the baseball community warm to that idea. It is absolutely ridiculous that it's come down to this. Yeah, that one flew under the radar. Uh, I literally didn't know about it until Dan texted me about that. But, yeah. Um, like nobody that I follow on like any baseball account was just like, hey, look, these ra- the Rays are doing this thing. Um, they're just the Rays are board. doing a bad thing, like for not for the idea of baseball, but like the idea that a team is kind of a barnstorming team now. They're splitting their season between two different locations. Yeah, they call it the Sister Cities Act. And then we looked up like there's there's so there are things called sister cities with Americans like just towns yeah. and cities, uh, apparently under Dwight Eisenhower. We did some quick research on that beforehand. Yeah, um, Tampa and Montreal are not actual sister cities. Neither is St. Petersburg for that matter, which is where they yeah. actually play technically. But yeah, not they don't Montreal's not a sister city for either of them. Um and yet they are going to split their time between Montreal and Tampa. Apparently. Yeah, which they are announcing to the world on an outfield advertisement during the postseason. Yeah, at the Trop, which smells suspiciously like SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have a raised tank. That's probably why it smells like SeaWorld. Or, I mean, it could just be the air conditioning. Uh, probably a little bit of both. There was a yeah. Reddit. There was a Reddit post yesterday. So they, there's a Wade Boggs statue there, and a kid. Yeah, a kid his... got trapped in Wade Boggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to phrase that differently. Nope, I refuse to. All right. Well, someone asked, "Why does this look like a mall from the '80s?" And another person replied, "That's just the Trop summarizing one question." Yeah. Someone says, "It smells like SeaWorld. The Trop is just unfortunate on a whole lot of levels." So, uh, Trop no more. Raised part time moving to Montreal. 
And this is in the midst of baseball deciding whether or not they want to expand. You know, they had the whole national stars contingency and also the athletics probably leaving Oakland within the near future because they cannot figure out what the hell is going on. over Yeah. There. So we're having two teams just relocate uh, probably one to Vegas and or Portland and the other one to Montreal. It looks like at this point. Um, yeah. Nashville I mean, kind of caught in the middle here. Yeah. I got to imagine if this move goes forward and it becomes, you know, a, a permanent kind of thing for the Rays, that whatever improvements that they could have made to the trop are just not going to happen. No, I like, I don't know what you would do. I guess just rip the roof off at this point, but yeah, no, it's, I bank on the Rays probably like though. If you read the tea leaves the right way, bank on the Rays just moving to Montreal full time at some point. Yeah. Being the expos again. So that'll be fun. Um, and then the A's just feel like Vegas bound at this point, unless the city of Oakland for no reason of their own should yeah. do this, but like just be like, hey, here's a bunch of money, build a new stadium. I mean, Marshawn Lynch was pleading with the city council trying to keep the A's, and if that doesn't work, what will this is a team that's moved three like they moved twice in their franchise history already? Twice, I mean. So have the Braves, obviously, but the Braves just like the Braves just got a new stadium in Atlanta, or well, the suburbs of Atlanta. Like they're staying there. But this is a team that's moved from Philly to Kansas City and now to Oakland, and they're about to move again, probably to Vegas. Yeah. Oh, this does bode well for expansion for Portland and Nashville at some point, considering they're the two leading like cities that have had prominent like expansion campaigns, I feel like. Yeah. So that'll be fun in the near future. But yeah, that's just Things are fun. Expansion is is happening, whether you like it or not. Uh, oh, sorry, relocation is happening, whether you like it or not. And expansion is probably going to the back burner. And we're all just waiting for the strike to happen, too. So that'll be fun. Hey, baseball's dying. Yeah. The offseason talk isn't going to be fun because when we're stuck here for months on end, waiting for the season to even begin is going to be the funniest thing ever. Yeah. We're going to have mean, a lot of pods that are nonsense. I just hope that the Yankees survive in the playoffs long enough where we don't have to pay attention to offseason stuff immediately. Yeah. That would be the best because it, it's just going to be a lot of labor law stuff and you're not going to like that. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. Like we're not going to like it either. We don't want to talk about it. But anyways, baseball catch the fever. As always, I'm Vin Scully. Now. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tom Brennan. I'm Tom, Tom Brennan. Oh God! And there's a deep drive to that. God. Is right. there a Reds podcast that's called Deep Drive to Left Field? Because if there's not, they're missing a very good opportunity. Yeah, we'll do a quick Google search on that off off, off air. Um, all right, Mister Google Search, Mister Google Search. All right, we'll talk to you guys hopefully in the next week, uh, depending on how this week goes with the uh, with the Yanks. Yep. Everyone have fun. Everyone, yeah, stay safe out there. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you it's a privilege to be back. I'll be talking to you all soon.